sibling rivalry is a type of competition or is a type of competition among siblings, whether blood related or not. One of the most well-known stories of this is the tale of Cain and Abel. Although Cthulhu is the best known figure in the pantheon, his alliance with the other mythos creatures and Darla's stories is an uneasy one at best. At least one other great old one rivals his power and appears to be his personal enemy, that being Haster, Lord of Interstellar Space, who currently resides in Hades. Not the Hades you're thinking. Although Darlick did not create Haster, he did introduce the mythos of him being Cthulhu's half-brother and his greatest rival. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cryptozoomology. This is Kyle, and I am joined by... Hey, guys, it's Lorna. Hey, Ro, it's true. And today I am doing the last uh, Lovecraft episode for my marathon, which is going to be the quote-unquote sibling rivalry between Cthulhu and Hastur. Uh, as I said before, Hastur is my favorite of the Cthulhu mythos, and... Everyone knows Cthulhu, so I figured it'd be easier just to put them both in one episode. <laughs> but uh, Oh, before you really get started, um, Books A Million has a nice little HP Lovecraft section with like toys and plushies and figures and stuff. So if, you, if we ever get a chance, I'm going to take you to Books A Million, be it in Hot Springs. <gasps> oh, we could go after the Ring Fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay continue i'm sorry <laughs> oh no that's fine because i gotta go to that and then i gotta go to a uh some comic book store i have to find the name again some comic book store up in uh little rock because it has a evil dead section with like figures and everything so i need to go and lose all my money i got uh, the name somewhere i just have to look and find it again uh, I, I, yeah i have no idea oh we can also <laughs> take you all if we go to Hot Springs, we could take you to Soa Maze, which is really great. <gasps> we could have we could have breakfast at Granny's Kitchen. Oh, yes. I'm like down. you want to talk about top-notch breakfast food and like diner, but it's like really good diner coffee. It's right there on Central Avenue, and like I always get the grits no matter what because they're per like they're perfectly cooked. And I'll either get like pancakes, and when I say pancakes, it's like twelve-inch pancake. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, and it's good too. And then um, the uh, oh, it's my favorite breakfast: sausage biscuits and gravy. <laughs> sausage gravy and biscuits. There we go. Absolute favorite That's, breakfast. Oh, agreed. Like I make my mom makes the best, <laughs> hands down. I'm not bad at it. And Granny's Kitchen, very good for diner ones. But right. I, I digress. Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> food. I like food. We all know. Oh, hell yeah. Hey, food oh. changes everything. Oh, yeah. So, yes. Yeah, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to break down both the great old ones. Uh, what kind of caused this sibling rivalry? And then, you know, we can just talk about them, pulp culture, all that fun stuff. Yay. Yay. So, first, we're going to talk about Cthulhu. Uh, and the way he is described in Lovecraft's work, <laughs> <is, laughs> 
He's described Sorry. as a green octopus dragon with a kind of cartoony humanoid features, like really stretched out limbs, big beer belly, things like that. Oh, he's got a dad bod. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, he first appeared in Call of Cthulhu in 1928, uh, which has pretty much become one of the two big stories people recognize Lovecraft from, the other one being At the Mountain of Madness, which uh, Guillermo del Toro has been trying to make that movie forever, but Hollywood is being sissies about it. He would do such a good job. Oh, yeah. I, I love, love his movies. work. If we can have Nicolas Cage's Color Out of Space, we need Guillermo del Toro's uh, Mountains of Madness. But, uh, yes. So, Cthulhu is in the lore, currently hibernating in Rayla, a sunken city somewhere in the South Pacific. Uh, while currently asleep, it is believed that he will one day wake up and cause the end of the world. Basic big giant monster thing i thought the other thing that wakes up causes the end of the world no no if uh if that one wakes up that causes the end of everything oh like, because the one you're thinking of we're all just part of his dreams yeah if he wakes up then that's just everything ceased to exist Cthulhu is the more giant kaiju destroy everything kind of harbinger of the apocalypse kind of thing. Yeah. How very Ragnarok. <laughs> uh, Lovecraft. Did I hear a Jeremy? You heard a Lucy saying that Jeremy is home with the Chinese takeout. Yeah, yeah. So if I if you hear, I might start munching earlier. Later, Go earlier. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, continue. Sorry. Uh, Lovecraft conceived a detailed genealogy for Cthulhu, published in a series known as Letter 617, which this kind of made his made Cthulhu a big center character and kind of a <gasps> BBs kind of a like cultural icon. Uh, <laughs> after that, hi, sweetie. After that. Uh, Cthulhu has been mentioned in the Dungeon Witch Horror, the Whisperer in Darkness, and at the Mountain of Madness. Uh, this is where things is going to get... Hi, Jeremy. I love you. You're so hot. Here's where things are going to get a little weird with pronunciation because I have to pronounce Cthulhu's mates and all the children because Cthulhu, Cthulhu's been busy. Oh, you have fun with it. It's like busy, busy, like, like, hmm. There's a couple of examples I probably shouldn't use, but all right. <laughs> uh, so his two main mates are Kissa, Kiskatha, and Idaya. Interesting. I, I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce her name because it's uh, I-D-H-Y-A-A. So I'm just gonna go with ya because I think it's funny to say. Uh, that's why I love the uh, the um, term for grandma in Greek is yaya. Yaya, oh. Yeah, I love it. And papu is a uh, grandpa. Oh. Uh, so his children are 
Gathanathana. Gathanathana. It is. It's like a word this long. It's Gathanathana. Viaga. You know what? Look, love. I'm pretty sure Lovecraft was on drugs when he made these names. Well, opium was a thing. That's true. Uh, Zoth Amog Cecilia Neoctus Neoxul and uh, Cthulia, which are more well known as the Star Spawn Cthulhu's. They're like literally miniature Cthulhu's, they're like human sized and they look exactly like Cthulhu. They're really Ooh. well known. They're little squigglies. They're little squigglies. Uh, yeah, so that's a brief history of Cthulhu without getting into the pulp culture and stuff. We're going to save that for the end. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, next, we're going to talk about my personal favorite, Hester, also known as the King in Yellow. Uh, he is usually depicted as a tall human wearing a yellow cloak with tentacles and all that fun stuff. But that's, oh just, that's just an avatar. His true form is more of a yellow octopus just kind of hanging out on a meteor in the middle of space. He just kind of chills all day. That's his life. I mean, that's not a bad life. I wouldn't mind chilling all day. Uh, he was not created by H.P. Lovecraft. Instead, he was created by Ambrose Beersy in the story Hita the Shepherd, uh, where Hester was conceived as a god of shepherds. Hmm. Uh, huh. Hester is also the name of a city in Robert W. Chambers' short story, The Yellow Sign and The Repairer of Reputation, it, all of which are parts of his stories, The King in Yellow. It's a spider. It's a pocket bacteria antibacterial holder. It's so cute. Did I say his short story, The King in Yellow, or the short story, The King of It's a Spider? I think you might have finished your thought. I'm not 100% sure, but now you said it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he first appeared in Lovecraft, The Whisperer of Darkness, another story Cthulhu appears in. However, uh, Lovecraft just kind of used the name as a shout out because he was a fan of Ambrose. And when you read the quote about Haster in Lovecraft's work, you're not sure if Haster is supposed to be a person, place, thing, or deity. Huh. It's very confusing. Uh, later on in some reworks, uh, not Lovecraft stories. Uh, we'll get to uh, where this story comes from here in a minute. But uh, Hester has mated with a great old one named Sub, aka the Black Goat, and has fathered Ithikia, who in the Lovecraft universe, Ithikia is a humanoid monster that is basically the Yeti or Windy boy. This is all so very interesting. I don't know a lot of the 
Lovecraft, like Mythos or anything. So this is all very new to me. Now, I need to clear something up before any Lovecraft fans that are listening call me out on it. I know her full name is not Sub. However, the second part of her name is very close to a racist term that as a white guy, I should not say, because if I do, there's a high chance people will think I am saying something else. So I'm not going to risk that. That's fair. (laughs) It is very close to a very racist term. So I'm just going to call her sub or black goat. Understandable. Those are recognizable names. But, uh, yeah. So, what caused Haster and Cthulhu's sibling rivalry, other than them just being siblings? Honestly, nothing. Uh, I don't get that. I had never gotten that. Like, my brothers and I would pick on each other every now and then. And, you know, the girls get frustrated with each other every now and then because they're you know they share a room so they're going to get frustrated with each other for a little bit but like i don't understand like literally hating your sibling i don't get it well after uh lovecraft passed away august derleth took over a lot of the stories him and someone else created the publishing company arkham house which released a bunch of Lovecraft stories, uh, people that were using the Lovecraft, <laughs> Lovecraft monsters could write and have their stuff published. Uh, and this is the guy who came up with the term Cthulhu mythos. So we have him to thank for that wonderful term. But he just, he awkwardly rewrote a lot of uh, Cthulhu mythos because uh, the black goat is Cthulhu's grandmother and the mate of Cthulhu's brother. Yeah. How very Habsburg. How <laughs> yeah. very Habsburg. But uh, when he was, uh, when he tried to make a reason for why they were fighting, he created this thing called a, called the elemental theory where he gave a bunch of the Lovecraft monsters uh, he turned them into elementals a lot of the fandom hated that so he basically said that Cthulhu is a water elemental and Haster is an air elemental and air and water always fight doesn't make sense to me but okay it's, it's what he wanted to go with, and a lot of fans have uh, just moved past that. They, If they use the brother rivalry, they don't mention that part because it's dumb as hell. I mean, uh, you have to have wind to make waves sometimes. Yeah. Like, that's one of the factors of making waves. The other one is tectonic plate shift, but that's beside the point. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> the only... Uh, re- the only uh, Lovecraftian story that I could find uh, that has Cthulhu and Haster kind of meeting is Ambrose's, or not Ambrose's, uh, 
what was his name? I was just talking about him. Uh, Darla's Story, The Return of Haster, which is just a short story kind of reintroducing Haster as a great old one. Uh, that's where a lot of the new Haster lore comes from. And Cthulhu and Haster had a brief little like passing moment and that was it. Meh. <laughs> uh, it wasn't a good story, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> it was enough to create this whole new lore about Haster, which I love because I absolutely love Haster, and we'll get into reasons why here in a minute. But, uh, so yeah, uh, while Cthulhu and Haster don't really fight, it's usually their cults that fight one another. See, it's all the fanatics causing problems. Mm. Isn't that usually how it goes? Yeah. yeah. So, now I'm going to. Hey, that will play into next week's episode. (laughs) Just saying. So, uh, just a heads up for listeners when there's the info is going to be kind of short because there's not a lot going on between the rivalry of these two characters. But once we get into pulp culture and stuff, that's when the episode's really going to start picking up time because there is a lot of pulp culture for these two characters. I mean, I'm enjoying the information behind it. Oh, thank you. So, the two cults, uh, Cthulhu has, of course, the Cult of Cthulhu, uh, which is founded around the time mankind first appeared on Earth. Not really sure where else mankind came from. Some stories are like, oh, they've always been here. Some, they just kind of showed up on Earth. But around whenever humans first came to Earth, that's when the cult of Cthulhu first rose up. Did it come from the Indus Valley? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Their one goal is, of course, to wait for the stars to be right, you know, like Rotel Dorado. Uh, And once the stars are right, they can free Cthulhu from the underwater city and he can roam around the Earth causing chaos. That's such a good movie. What? That's such a good movie. Wonderful movie. I love that movie so much. It's so great. It's wonderful. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, the cult of Cthulhu has branches all over the world, but their her- their headquarters are supposedly in the mountains of China, and these guys are the cults that typically engage in human sacrifice and kidnapping women and children to give to uh, the black-winged ones, which all we know about the black-winged ones are they have black wings and they're servants of Cthulhu. That's all the information that's out about these things. Do they have the little squiggly faces? We don't know. That'd, that'd be funny. We can, In our headcanon, they do. <laughs> uh, I'll accept. Uh, How do you kill them? <laughs> Good question. Fire! Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Haster has the Brotherhood of the Yellow Sign. Uh, Their goal is to open a portal to the far realm of Karkos and uh, bring Cthulhu to, or bring Haster to Earth. Uh, they They then want to help Haster become Earth's one living god by spreading his madness all around the world. So hive mind? <laughs> Pretty much. 
Okay. Uh, followers of Hastur, like Cult of Cthulhu, they're more brutes, knives, things like that. Followers of Hastur are more like illusion magic, mind control, and they tend to uh, gravitate towards more like artists, musicians, things that could get a big following in no time to mess with a lot of people at one time. So it would be influencers nowadays. Oh, yeah. YouTubers, <laughs> Twitch streamers, yeah. OnlyFans, the whole nine yards. Instagrammers, TikTokers, yeah. Celebrities. Oh, yeah. Not actors and actresses, just celebrities. Celebrities. Uh, the Brotherhood of the Yellow Sign also occasionally gather to destroy the outpost of Migos. We're going to get into Migos because their story is really intertwined with the two brothers, but it's weird. Okay. We like so, weird. I mean, yeah. obviously. So Migos are pretty much uh, fungi praying mantis. They're giant praying mantis that are like fun that are funguses who come from a planet called uh let me get it pulled up i thought you said fun guy oh. as in like they're party boys yeah bro. like yeah oh so i was like wait a second and then you said like actual like yeah. i was just like oh i was wrong well you're not technically wrong i mean they sound fun what, <laughs> they come from the planet yagoth which we know it as pluto Dang, they've come a long way. And so what they did is, as always, because they're from space, they have better technology than us, things like that. So they can travel back and forth to Pluto in no time. Uh, and they are- That's some technology. They are really big on uh, surgery and surgery uh, developments. Their big story is that they came to Earth and they like to cut out people's brains, put them in jars, and then take them to Pluto while the people are still conscious and living as brain in the jars. Kind of like Futurama. Oh, okay. There's an episode of Sabrina that has just two brains in jars that can hold full conversations. Yeah. It's like that. And the people, if I remember right, they get to live forever, but they're just brains in jars. Okay, cool. Uh, but yeah, they come from Pluto and they came to Earth. Here's where their story gets weird and confusing. Because the Migos have the superpower of deleting their own memories. Yeah. So their origin story never makes sense <laughs> because they're always just deleting their own memory. And then coming up with whatever they want to say. Is it a voluntary deleting of their memory? or yeah, they just do it. Why? They, they just do it. So I don't get it. One story goes that they came to Earth from Pluto back before uh, humans were cavemen and things like that. And they started fighting beings known as uh, the Elder Things which the Elder Things are aliens that have always lived on Earth. They're, they've got their own like future episode at some point after I get a break from Lovecraft. They're the ones that built the pyramids. 
Yeah. Aliens. <laughs> but uh, so they were at war with them. I'm glad you liked my bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> and then the elder things uh, made friends with uh, Cthulhu and the Star Spawn. So Cthulhu and the Star Spawn started helping the elder things fight the Migos. And then a treaty was reached, and then Cthulhu went to go sleep at the bottom of the ocean. Another story is that the Migos Migos always worshipped Cthulhu and his family line. So they just came to Earth to help him, and that's why he's asleep at the bottom of the ocean. Uh, And so, depending on which story you go with for those two... uh, greatly influences how Haster feels about them. If Fair. The, the Migos came to Earth and were fighting Cthulhu, then they were just worshippers of uh, Haster and his wife, Sub. And that's why they came to Earth. If they came to Earth because they were helping Cthulhu, then uh, the Brotherhood of the Yellow Sign just go out, find their homes, and destroy them. Huh. It is very that's a wild ride yeah a little bit (laughs) but uh that's really all there is about the sibling rivalry between cthulhu and haster uh like board games have started using them as uh there's one big board game that has giant miniatures called uh war of the old ones or something like that where you can use one army controls uh, is Cthulhu controlled, one army is Haster controlled, things like that. It's all about taking over the world. It's a I tried playing it, but it was stupidly expensive. <laughs> so I, I didn't get it. But uh, yeah, Cthulhu and Haster, everyone always talks about their big sibling rivalry, but when you really look at it, there's not much there, but I mean, that's not good. I mean, Lovecraft's work is public domain, so there you go. go out and write sibling rivalry stories. I love the sibling rivalry idea between them, just because uh, there's a lot of like fan stories out there where Haster just goes out of his way to screw over Cthulhu for fun. And I think that's hilarious. Just gonna throw a little trivia in there. You know, the whole war, like Tentacle Harbinger, War War of Everything. Um, H.G. Wells wrote War of the Worlds seven years after H.P. Lovecraft was born. So there might be some inspiration there. Oh yeah. Honestly, probably. Yeah, because especially the, I've never read War of the Worlds, but like the premise and everything behind it and like some of the descriptions that I've read of like the aliens and like the monsters that come from the other world. Sounds really (laughs) familiar lately. (laughs) Uh, But that was just an observation that I had. And I had to confirm my, uh, my, um, thought there we go because i was like mm, that time period is either right on top of each other or like just enough that it was an influence so it's right. just enough that it was an influence <laughs> let me get uh 
Cthulhu and Hastur pulled up so we can go over some of their pop culture. Because there's some with Cthulhu I really want to go over because I think it's hilarious. And then Hastur is uh, just... His trending popularity is more recent, so there's not a lot of uh, pop culture stuff for him. But Cthulhu's got some fun stuff. So <laughs> the first thing we're going to talk about for Cthulhu is politics. Oh, no. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, in... 2010's Polish presidential election and 2012 and 2016 U.S. presidential elections, Cthulhu has appeared as uh, candidates. Like, people have gone out and just wrote Cthulhu on ballots to get him as a candidate for all the presidential <laughs> elections. And why? Because vote for the lesser of two evils. Vote Cthulhu. I don't know what to say to that. because I love it so much. Uh, I mean, we're also, we have to remember, we're also in the generation that wrote Harambe as a presidential candidate. Yeah, I remember that too. Harambe got some traction, so. Yeah. Well, we're also in a generation where celebrities can become president. Yeah. Or governors, or at least try to run. I'm just like, uh, yeah. I'm not sure that's a great idea. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the UK has a full on Cthulhu party. So, really? Yeah. Wait, you said the UK does? The UK has a full-on Cthulhu party. Uh, for, we already uh, have plans to move to Scotland, so... That's true. <laughs> uh, you can join the Cthulhu I'm going to join the Cthulhu party. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, and then in science, uh, there is a, a species of spider known as the Puma Cthulhu. Uh, bless you. Thank you. There is an old, uh, like, fossil of ancient uh, octopus or something like that that is named after Cthulhu. Of course. And then on Pluto, I want to make sure I get the distance correct because this thing is huge. If I'm right. Yeah. Our galaxy? Our galaxy is actually relatively small compared to everything else. No, Pluto. Oh, so Pluto is small. So on Pluto, for about 2,000 miles, there is a dark shadow in the shape of a whale that uh, was originally called the whale, but then they named it uh, Cthulhu Macula. Uh, but yeah, it is just... I'll see if I can get it pulled up real quick. It's basically just a giant spot on uh, Pluto that looks exactly like a whale, and they're not sure what caused it. Oh, by the way, the Cthulhu spider is really pretty. That's because, okay, I don't know if that's true, but there's a couple of pictures 
where the body of the spider uh, looks like it's got Cthulhu's face on it. Oh. Okay, so yeah, that's the dark shadow on Pluto that looks just like a whale, which, yeah, it does. Hmm. And it's okay. It's about 2,000 miles long. We're Wait, not- no. How, how, Pluto's bigger than I expected. Well, it's a dwarf planet. Just, he's a small king, okay? Hey, he's dead hey. small kings. Right? I'm, I'm cool with that. But, uh, yeah, so that's all the realistic stuff for Cthulhu that we have. Uh, Oh, let me double check. Oh, there's a spider. Spiders are fun. The spiders are really cute. And then... I enjoy them. Let me get Cthulhu popping up in TV shows and all that fun stuff. Woohoo! If I can find it. I just had... There it is. (laughs) What are you finding? What are you finding? Okay. So, uh, Cthulhu has appeared in movies, TV, comics, uh, video games, theater, anime. There is an anime of Cthulhu being a magic girl. So I think I've, I think that sounds vaguely familiar because I think I may have seen it. I don't know. It, I, you probably have. Uh, it's about Cthulhu, Haster, and Neo Lorthopet. Uh, the, 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 the one that likes to mess with humans. Lauren, I got her Chinese food. I did. I did. I got all sorts uh, of stuff. <laughs> food. Sorry. You guys continue. I'm oh, going to mute because it's a lot of crunchy stuff. That's fair. Crunchy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. Uh, Drew, do you want to go over some of your favorite Cthulhu pop culture things? Sure. Let me look those up because I don't really know. Borderlands. I was about to say, you were just talking about guns and tentacles not too long ago. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, guns, love, and tentacles. Yeah. (laughs) Don't make me laugh. Um, yeah, it was well. Okay, it was more so, more so Lovecraft inspired. Not, not exactly Cthulhu. Oh yeah. I mean, there was a um, shit. I already forgot its name. There was a um, monster in the that Borderlands <laughs> series that was supposed okay. to be him. Well, I know they had cultists, which were probably. If I remember right, they were like red cloaks and big hoods. They yeah, I'm about kind to of KKK vagueish. I mean, that's very Cthulhu. That's typically Cthulhu cultist members. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's cults. Culture cults. Yeah, there were the Frostbiters, the Bonded. That's what they were called. Well, that screen share is turned on. I know. I'm, I'm making sure I'm doing the right thing before I... He's getting rid of his porn. No, I'm making sure I'm on the right thing. That's gone. That's not... 
it's porn. Listeners, it's it porn. Is. Yeah, it is. He's getting rid of it, rid of all of his tabs, so we won't see him. I mean, that's that's more that's, so. See, look right there, or YouTube. That's what? actually hinted my next. Uh, this is my next. That's a bear. Yeah, this is my next um, episode. Say nothing. I didn't. That's what I didn't. Okay, that's completely different than what you were talking about the other day. Then I've, yeah. I've changed my mind on it. I I've wanted to do that one. So, uh, that's the heart. That's who it is. Yeah, you had the final boss of the game of that level is the heart, because this is all that's left of Githian. Yeah, it's Cthulhu-ish. Yeah, and that's really the only only thing that is Cthulhu-ish, because the rest of the cultists... Um... Well, I mean, the Vault Guardian from the first game was very Cthulhu-ish. Oh, I never finished that, the game, so... Nerd. I didn't like the first <laughs> one. The, the first boss of, or the last boss of the first Borderlands game was the Volt Guardian, and it's like a giant tentacle monster. This thing? Yeah. It was a very disappointing last boss because that's, I don't know what that is. That's, that's, that's not the last game. There we go. But it's a very disappointing last boss because it kind of just sat there and you shot it. Yeah. It barely that, well, attacked. It was, very boring. Yeah. That's Borderlands one was kind of boring. Um I know there is technically pop culture those things that that thing I got for your birthday. Yeah. My little statue. I mean Cthulhu's everywhere when it comes to like plushies and Oh yeah, definitely. You you can't say HP Lovecraft. And then somebody not be like, oh, Cthulhu, I love Cthulhu. It's like, do you know all things by it? If you do, good for you. If not, let me teach you. I mean, I wouldn't do that because I don't know that much about Cthulhu. What I know is from what Kyle has taught us lately. Uh, He was in Magic the Gathering, which I kind of remember. I don't remember that one. It was... um. Yeah, I tried Lib- playing Magic. I couldn't get into it. The I got- library, library of Lang is what it says. Huh. I remember the cards. I got, well into, I got into Magic. One of my, uh, the guy who got me, Bandy, who got me into uh, D&D also played it. So I, I played it for a little bit. I just, I had one deck that was just a zombie deck. So every time my monster would die, I could bring like two more back or something like that. I my deck wasn't built to win. It was built to annoy, and I loved it. It's not as interesting to me as actual role playing games. Yeah, ma'am, don't know. Okay, uh, there is a game that I do know. Okay, Dead by Daylight. Yeah, the Beyond. The, the or... lore, the lore is very Lovecraftian because of yeah. what's the Lorna in the game. The big, big bad of it is called the Entity. You sacrifice the survivors to the Entity. So that basically, fun. it is very fun, but it's also terrifying when you're the survivor. 
what like Dead by Daylight has crossplay, doesn't it? Yes, it does. This weekend we might have to see if uh we can get Nathan, Jeremy, and somebody else and we all play or something. I haven't played I think Jeremy yet. has it on his PlayStation, so we should be good. Hell I have yeah. it on my I think it's fully updated on my PlayStation off the look. Well, uh Elder Scrolls had one. Yes. Elder Scrolls, yeah, yeah that's one of my favorite Hermaeus Morris. He's He's a giant tentacle with an eye in the middle. And oh, all he's at Dagon. The... Well, no, Dagon is just based off a Cthulhu name. But Dagon's used for a name for a lot of things. It's not just strictly uh, Cthulhu. Dagon is a Mesopotamian, uh, one of the Mesopotamian um, demons. Yeah. But uh, Hermes. Yeah, Sorry. Good job. <laughs> No, Hermaeus Morris is very Lovecraftian. He is a giant tentacle monster with an eye in the middle, and all he cares about is like collecting books and messing with people's minds. Uh, he was a big part in Skyrim's Dragonborn DLC, uh, and him and Shea Gorath are like my two favorite Daedric princesses. I I love doing their quests. They're so much fun. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at it, and apparently Mass Effect had Lovecraft stuff. Uh, space with creepy. What well, the main antagonist of the series? Sorry to cut you off. Uh, the Reapers are gigantic cephalopod-like machines whose very presence induces mental disturbances in organic beings, in much the same way that Cthulhu mythos and tiles induce entities induce sending human victims. Yeah. So, I never see. I never thought about that because I love Mass Effect. I do. I could, not but I never would have made that connection. I've tried playing Mass Effect multiple times. I just could not care. Two is better. Now I've I've played the because uh, X free on Xbox is the uh, Andromeda Legend or whatever that has all three games with the DLC and stuff in like one game. So I'm just I could not care. That's I tried fair. playing it. Uh, I can't believe I knew this. Uh, in Quake. Uh, I'm not going to say his name. Is it racist? You yeah. tell me. That, yeah, that's that's that's, um, that's the one. What's I was his face? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's like, um, I was like, wait, it's like I can't say that one. That's right. By the way, yeah. uh, little note on Dagon. Uh, he was. Yeah, he he. All right. So what I love about like Sumerian and Assyrian, like all the Mesopotamian deities is technically they're demons, but they're deities or demons of certain things that protect from other deities and demons. So that is so cool to me. He is supposed to be, um, uh, he was a God worshiped in ancient Syria and he was like one of the crop, one of the ones like who would protect the crops. It's so cool. Hell yeah. But in Cthulhu mythos, he is like a just big angry monster. Uh, <laughs> Godzilla, he is the ancestor of Godzilla. A lot of weird ones. Yes, Drew? I'm, very, I'm, I'm angry. Why? One of my favorite fucking video games of all time back in 2010, Splatterhouse, was a Lovecraft. Yeah. And, and I never fucking caught that Also, titties. 
not mine. I know. I know Kyle did it. I know. I'm just letting the listeners know. I'm not. They're not mine. I'm too busy eating and looking at, you know, Mesopotamian gods and demons and things. Excuse me. Nice. Yeah, we'll say. I never noticed the uh, Cthulhu graffiti, though, in the game. Like when you look around at a lot of stuff after the after this marathon, you'll notice a lot of Lovecraftian influence, Lovecraftian monsters. In, I mean, the thing is based is a uh, Lovecraftian inspiration because it's just alien body horror monster. Apparently, that Fortress movie one. is so good, but it has to be the Kurt Russell one. Kurt Russell, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, World of Warcraft, I knew about. That's really about it. Uh, it's like you said, there's the uh, Elder Scrolls has some, has a bunch of Cthulhu influenced stuff. Uh, I thought yeah. you said Elvis Scrolls. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. I'm sure there's a mod of it somewhere for that. Oh, yeah. Uh, South Park did a yes, they giant, did. like, three-part episode about Cartman hanging out with Cthulhu. South was... Park goes after everything. Everything. Uh, in South Park, the fractured butthole, which is the second game. <laughs> yes, Lord, the that, that's the name of the game. The name gets me every time. Oh my god, that's great. <laughs> but, uh, the the racist name that I can't say. She shows up as a uh, bad guy, and okay. Well, you could say Shub. So, what happens in the game? Because the game's been out for a little bit, and I know Lorna is not going to play the game. It's it's a weird game, so I don't blame her. The town police kidnaps all of the uh, African American citizens of South Park and starts sacrificing them to uh, sub. And the kids go, you can't do that. That's racist. And the cop goes, oh, what? Now you're going to tell me H.P. Lovecraft was racist? And then one of the other cops walks up and whispers in the chief's ear. And the chief goes, what? Yeah. How racist. (laughs) Oh. Oh. oh no! <laughs> it's one of my favorite jokes in the game. Just, he, just he's like, he's how racist? Oh, oh no! Hi Ash. All right, going. Uh, and speaking of Ash, the Evil Dead series has a lot of Lovecraftian themes to it. I mean, Necronomicon, uh, the Dark Ones. Uh, I think Cthulhu was teased. Oh, God. Cthulhu has been teased a couple of times. Uh, Hell yeah. But, uh, and then Haster, let me get his stuff pulled up. Uh, I would be talking people, but I'm pretty sure you don't want, you know, Chinese food ASMR. (laughs) <laughs> there are some people that would pay for that. I'm just saying. Look, I better get it like $200 just for like <laughs> one crunch. My prices would be steep, steep, steep. Uh, but yeah, there is an ongoing manga whose name I cannot pronounce to save my life that has uh, that references Hester a few times. 
the film, the Hindi film Tumbad, uh, which came out in 2018, is based off of uh, a book that has Haster in it. And that the book, the movie is based off of, was very heavily inspired by Stephen King's uh, grandma book, which I don't remember that one. G-R-A-M-M-A. I don't remember that one either. I don't know if that's like one of, that's like Stephen King's a full book or something, or it may have been something he just kind of helped with. But uh, who knows? Hmm. Uh, in the video game Persona 5 Royale, you can summon Haster as a monster to kind of help you fight. Uh, and then, uh, let me get this name pulled up. Let me find it again. Uh, the video game, The Sinking City, which I actually love that game, has a uh, character named Johannes von der Berg. And it's a guy that just hangs out in a yellow suit. And a lot of people find the symbol of pasture around wherever this guy hangs out. So they think this character in the game is Haster, which makes sense because it's a video game about screwing with uh, Cthulhu's plans. So, Does that mean the man in the yellow hat is him too? He could from, be. From Kira George? Kira yeah. George, because he wore uh, a long yellow suit and everything. Mm-hmm. I would read the fuck out of that story. Curious but George. George gets too curious. That sounds like a different genre of movie. No, no, no. That's by Curious George. Um, oh dear God. Okay. <laughs> uh, I can deal with that. <laughs> but, uh, That's funny. <laughs> uh, another name. I want to check something real quick to make sure I'm not about to say something dumb. You're always there, man. I say we kind of do that all day, so. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I mean. So another name he goes by is Finn Rick. And I was sitting there, I got him confused with Finn Rear, the wolf from Norse mythology. I was like, wait a second. But no. Ah, uh, uh, Finn Rear. Yeah. Because his name is Finn Rick and that's the name he uses in an episode of Doctor Who. He appears in an episode of Doctor Who. Uh, a lot of Cthulhu stuff happens in Doctor Who. That I've noticed. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's really all I've got for these two. Uh, do y'all have any... Uh, now that this marathon of Lovecraft is over... Uh, we can kind of talk about just anything Lovecraft to kind of add a little extra time to this because we haven't recorded very long. We've recorded about an hour. And, um, yeah. Okay. Who hands down do you think would win in like a battle royale style fight between all of the Elder Gods? Uh, I can't think of his name right now, but the one who's literally asleep and then when he wakes up, everything ends. 
Fair. Like, because he's just passed out asleep. <laughs> if someone punches him by accident and wakes up, it's game over. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> if we take him out of the equation, then uh, probably probably wouldn't even like Cthulhu and Haster probably wouldn't even make it in the final of that because they're big and powerful, but like, they're not the, the biggest and most powerful. Yeah, they're That's just so the cool. for some reason they're the ones that people just cling on to. Uh, which Cthulhu kind of makes sense because he does have that otherworldly look of being a dragon octopus. Uh, and then because of that look, like Arthur's have used, uh, Stephen King's even written a Cthulhu story. Uh, so Cthulhu's been put out for just about everything. And then Haster, it's a guy in a yellow cloak. He is very simple to use, but his popularity skyrocketed after season one of True Bloods. Because or a uh, true detective, not true blood. I was like, no, I don't yeah. remember that. <laughs> uh it, true detective, the cult that the show was based around were worshippers of Haster. So, like after that show, uh his popularity really skyrocketed. Which that may have been where I first heard about Haster. I don't remember. But uh because I, I really liked season one of True Detective with uh, Matthew McConaughey and oh god ta- Drew Yo. what's the guy in Zombieland not uh, Michael Sinclair the other one Woody Harrelson yeah I love Woody Harrelson him and Matthew McConaughey were the two stars of True Detective season one and it was so good it was trippy as all fuck but it was so good did you know that Woody Harrelson was a Will and Grace? No. Did not. Yeah, he was Grace's boyfriend for a good, like, season, season and a half. Good on him. Yes, Drew? The only reason No, watched- Grace is an erotic, like, brat. And yeah, selfish. And trying to hide it by watched- doing good stuff. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be an episode if we didn't cut each other off at some point. Uh... The only reason I really watched Zombieland was because of Woody Harrelson. Which, can we take a minute to talk about the fact that his dad was a full-on assassin? No wonder I love him. Like, Woody Harrelson's dad was a paid a hitman for the mob, if I remember right. And, and that's just, and Woody Harrelson looks just like his dad. Like, at some point, if they don't make a movie about his dad and star Woody Harrelson in it, there is. You have to be careful with that. Yeah. You have to be very careful with that. That'd be a hell of a job. Playing your dad? I'd play my dad. My dad kicks ass. Love you, dad. Even though I know no, you don't I've been being this. an assassin. Well, nobody watches it. What? I said being an assassin. And then you said, if you watch this, I'm like, nobody watches it. That's fair. They listen. Me. You don't know. Maybe this one's on YouTube. It's not. I hope not, because it's going to have me stuffing my face. <laughs> That's going to be funny. But, uh, Drew, anything for Lovecraftian you want to talk about real quick? Uh, for we only talked about it already. Lovecraft was a piece of shit. 
Yes, he was. Um, if you could create just by description, if you could create like even a miniature or some kind of figure that uh, he created, which one would you want to do? Huh. Like if I just create a miniature figure of uh, one of the great old ones or something like that? Anything, any of his creatures that he has thought of, like even be it like uh, a collectible or a miniature, uh, just what would you want to see like come to life, like in 3D? Oh, definitely Haster then. Just like something of the king in yellow of him sitting on the throne and then like maybe built on somewhere is him as the gold octopus sitting on the meteor out in space just kind of connecting those two something like that hell yeah that would be cool would you want to put him in one of your games yes. in any one of your of i've used caster a few times uh oh, sometimes <laughs> as a uh Sometimes it's kind of like a background character that kind of guides, like just as a normal citizen. I've made a full, I've made a full one shot where Hester was the bad guy and the party had to fight to stop him. Well, not really fight, like figure out how to banish him. Uh, he might get mentioned in uh, Monster of the Week because we, I am going to use a lot of Lovecraft stuff, but. Him and Cthulhu probably won't appear in this one because they don't fit the uh, Victorian style story I'm building. But uh, they might appear in like a later season. Who would you want to voice him? Don't oh. say Keith. Nah, Keith Davis out of the question though. Uh -huh. Nicholas Cage. Nope. Just because I think that would be fucking insane. Just this giant, overpowerful creature, and then it leaning close. Do you speak Italian? That would be terrible. <laughs> no, uh, Morgan Freeman would be a fun one. Just someone with Keith David needs to voice something, but Morgan Freeman would be a fun one. Can I suggest? Yes. Can I suggest of a really, really wonderful actor? Especially just, just for his voice alone. Be Kevin Grivo. What is you he? You want to know who that is? Yeah. He's the big werewolf from the first Underworld movie. The one that you actually fully see, like him change. Okay. Mm -hmm. His voice is just like. <laughs> just so deep it just it's, it's all base it like makes your chest rumble like even watching on a on a youtube video it's just like oh okay <laughs> Ooh, uh, Travis would, Willingham would be fun yes oh, yes yeah hmm, i can deal with that too another really good one um i don't know we're just getting into really wonderfully voiced actors <laughs> what kind of voice do you think cthulhu would have Cthulhu Other would, than <laughs> it would have to be something very slurpy. That's the best Rock way Pearl to describe ben. it. 
Say what, Drew? It should be Ron oh. Perlman. No. I, I no. <laughs> just from like listening to like what Kyle said and just like little tidbits I've read here and there, it would have to be somebody who has a deceptively soft voice. The Ooh. the best very calm. The best one I could think of is the guy who voiced Hermaeus Mores in uh Sky the Skyrim video game. Because he's already playing an Eldritch thing. He has that soothe, soothing, calm voice that makes you go, look, I know that this is going to end badly for me, but I'm still going to do it. He needs cult leader voice. That's what Cthulhu yeah. needs, is cult leader voice. And this guy has, I can't, I wonder if I can find his name real quick. Uh, what, was, what was the character's name again? Hermaeus Mores. Hermes, or you mean Hermes? No. Hermes. They really say Hermes? Yeah. I don't like that. Wes oh. Johnson. I have no idea who that is. Wait, Wes Johnson? Yeah, that's the, that's the guy who voices him. Uh, I'm looking him up now because that name sounds very familiar. I am too, cause wait, is that is that the same guy who also does uh, Shea Gora? Hang on. Uh, yes, I don't know. It is. Oh. I he he does a lot of video game roles, but uh, I'm trying to see. I don't really see anything that Lorna might know him from. But yeah, Wes Johnson doing that voice would be good for it. Uh, Robert Englund. He would be a fun voice for, I don't know, Cthulhu or Haster. Maybe more Haster. But Robert Englund would be a fun, would be a good voice for him. What about Tom Hiddleston? That's kind of got that calm soft voice but like tom hiddleston played a really great villain do you think about that yeah <laughs> i could see it yeah no you know you know who's gonna voice you know who's gonna voice Cthulhu? matthew <laughs> mcconaughey all right 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 time to destroy new york all right all right all right <laughs> speaking of have you guys watched the gentleman I don't think so. It's on Netflix. It has uh, obviously Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Hugh Grant. Uh, Charlie Hunnam. And Nathan's favorite pair of eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Colin Farrell. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like how it took you a minute. <laughs> but it's it's very good. It's about London gangster or British gangsters, and it's actually a lot of fun. <sighs> I but but I promise Matthew McConaughey is still American. He doesn't try to he doesn't try to do a British accent. I don't know. I would pay more <laughs> to see Matthew McConaughey try to do a British accent. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> it depends on the region he would be doing it from. 
because Hugh Grant has an entirely different accent than Charlie Hunnam. Yeah. And then obviously Colin Farrell does because Colin Farrell's Irish. Is he Irish? Is he Republic or Northern? I can never remember. Let's look it up, people. <laughs> um, but that, like, I, I don't know. It'd have to be, it'd be an interesting experience to hear uh, Matthew McConaughey do an Irish accent. Okay, he's British. from Dublin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, I was looking up Colin Farrell, and he's from Dublin, so he's got Republic of Irish. Okay. Yes, yeah, true. Uh, you look confused. Nah, I'm trying to. I've got something in my eye, and I'm just looking at stuff. What the hell is the. Woo, 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 woo? My kid. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, listeners, I think that's everything I have. Uh, Lorna, Drew, do y'all have anything y'all want to go over? This has been a learning experience for me. Yes. And now I have to sit down and figure out what I'm going to do that's not Lovecraft for a little while. Trust me, I'm trying to decide too. It's hard. Um. Well, I've got mine, and then I know I'm going to do after. There so you I'm go. pretty set. And uh, especially next week. I already know what we're going to do for a no host. What? I've already started research for the no host. Oh, Oh, yeah. Drew, you don't even know what our no host is going to be yet. Yeah, y'all don't talk to me enough. Yeah. You are always working. Yeah, unfortunately. But not unfortunately, you have a job. You have a job. (laughs) I'll be able to actually. That won't have to worry about staying late anymore. That's what all one. teachers say. Well, no, tacos. I have to worry about staying late, like, not getting off when I was supposed to. Oh, well. Won't be your problem much longer. All right. Then well, we then... become the problem. Well, you're not the problem. Oh, uh-huh. you just said Kyle's not a problem. Sorry, I keep cutting Kyle off. <laughs> no, I said y'all aren't the problem. I know, you just said Kyle's not a problem. Oh, no. I'm just mainly meaning you, Lorna. Kyle is always a problem. I'm not a problem yet because I haven't reached my breaking point. (laughs) I don't think I want you to. (laughs) All right, well, announcements. Do we have any? Truth, this week is Common Sense Week. What are y'all going to be talking about? If he has done what he's supposed to, we are going to talk about Common Rider Revice. He probably hasn't. You should probably, probably message hasn't. and yell at him. I probably will. If he hasn't, I'm going to have to come up with something quickly. Yeah. That would suck. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Be very good. That would really suck to have to pull something. Oh, yes, I know. Notice. I'm sorry. <laughs> you will never live that day. Is someone behind me? What the fuck? I don't. Trust I'm me. not looking. I know. I'm not looking. I promise. I'm not trying. No, to no, it's not y'all. It's like whenever I move my head, I see the gun safe behind me, and I'm like, that's not the right shape of the gun safe. Or is it? <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a mimic. Mimic. It's a mimic. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so Sunday we have common. I almost said common rider. Common sense. Technically, you're not wrong. True. Then Wednesday we have Lorna's episode. And then Friday we have Monster of the Week, which will be on our second podcast channel. Uh, Sorry, I needed an instruction. That's fair. Uh, That channel is going to be dedicated only to the Monster of the Week game. So it's going to be the main Monster of the Week story and the side stories whenever I get those uh, scheduled, written up, things like that. So, you know, come listen to those. That's going to be fun. I'm so ready. Like, so ready. I've been sitting back. uh, Again, we do have an official theme for the game. Thanks to Lunalia. And I've been sitting back playing with uh, background noises. So when the episodes come out, hopefully I'll have some fun, maybe spooky background noises for it. (laughs) (laughs) You just hear, you hear the little, uh, oh, the drop whistle. I can't whistle right now. <laughs> I can usually whistle really well. I can't whistle at all. Thanks, Chris. Dick. There we there go. go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no, I- I'm stoked about that one. It's gonna be fun. Uh my character is fully flushed out and everything. Yeah. You and Jeremy <laughs> have y'all's characters completely done. Uh and then Truett, Drew, and Nathan all have their character sheets done, and Nathan has his character named. So by the 19th, we should be ready to go. Hell yeah. Then y'all are going to hunt whatever monster I come up for y'all, which I've already got it planned out, ready to go. I might be a little scared, but I'm also the scary thing, so we're good. That's true. I'm one of those things that's going to bump in the night. <laughs> Wait, you're not playing a prostitute. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, you're more than welcome to, but. No, she's I don't just a bartender. That part of the character creation. No, she's just a bartender. Now, granted, she's an unmarried woman. Uh. But, but which 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 in that time you know could be like oh no <laughs> oh no unmarried women they're scary <laughs> scary which is one thing I will be talking about next week in my episode about the witch trials and I'm not talking about just Salem because there is more than just Salem Salem was a mere blink in the uh, the atrocity that was the witch trials of the early modern era a blink a moment all righty <laughs> like i don't need i i can't i can't i know more or i'm gonna start a rant and i'm gonna spoil like half my episode so that'll be good if y'all want to hear lorna's rant which i'm excited for you'll have to come back next week it's gonna be a fun episode guys True. gals non-binary pals yeah. Drew, any final thoughts? Okay. Well, 
for our he shook his head listeners right, well Lorna do your thing (sighs) until next time stay out of the shadows bye